This is the Whatever You Say Podcast. This is the Whatever You Say Podcast. podcast. (laughs) I don't think it's white folks. I think it's niggas. I do not think this is white folks. It could be. It could be white folks. But I think it's Negro. I think a Negro did this. This is the Whatever You Say Podcast. Check one, two. Is this thing on? Welcome back to another go round and another sit down in the Whatever You Say studio. This is the Whatever You Say Podcast. I'm Ivory Towns. Doing what I do, man. Trying to put a spotlight on the city. You know, showcasing some of the movers and shakers out here. Some names you know. You know, OKC, just doing my part. It's a podcast for the people. This is, uh, I always say, this is a platform of uh, purposeful and senseless education and entertainment. We're going to do our best to provide what we can. Shout out to our sponsors, Cibo Alto. Check them out on IG, C-I-B-O dot A-L-T-O. Some of the finest in all your infused cuisines, food, snacks, meals, and all that good stuff. You know, if you know, you know, huh? If you know, you know. And one time for my folks, the family-owned business, the great Covington Heat and Air. 20 years of knowledge in the game. You know, this weather's changing right now. Perfect time to get that unit looked at and updated. Covington Heat and Air. Uh, we're going to hear from them a little bit later on. But uh, listen, Oak City, Hoopers, I need your attention on this one. Stand up on this one. OKC basketball standout sitting right in front of me. We pulled out the camera on this one. We had to do it, man. All right, so I ain't going to waste no time. If you, if you know, you know. If you in them gyms in the, in the in the 80s and the 90s, you know what this dude did for the city, man. And step up a notch at the next level, too, when it came to D1 hoops, man. And uh, he's doing something special for the city, bringing a camp back to the town. Something I've always asked, why don't more Oklahoma athletes do? We're going to pick his brain a little bit and talk about that much more. Welcome to the Whatever You Say Studios. Former John Marshall Bear. Former Old State Cowboy. Mr. Joe Atkins. What's going on, Joe? <laughs> What's up? Come on. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> Thanks for giving me some time, man. How we been? Man, I appreciate you having me, man. I always love. I appreciate what you're doing for the city, man. It's an honor to be here and blessed. No Show. doubt. No doubt. I appreciate it, man. And you know what? It's a crazy time. This right here edition is uh, for our partner, Chris Haywood. For sure. No doubt. You knew for Chris sure. Haywood. Yeah, for sure. R.P.C. Wood. I went to school with Chris Haywood. Yeah. Nice dude, big dude. Always had a big smile on his face, right? Yeah. Always did for the homies, man. Was always there if you needed him. I didn't hang out with him tough like that, but every time I saw him, it was all love. It always was. Anybody always. who know Chris, I don't know if he had any enemies, bro. Yeah, right, You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like, he was just one right. of those dudes. Like, you might see him with a set of people over here one day. Yeah. You might see him over here with some hoopers the next day. It might be a couple of gangbangs. You might yeah. be anybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. That's what that just kind of shows how versatile he was and just how cool he was. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you had a problem with Seawood, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, definitely. Because I know it wasn't, uh, it wasn't nothing with him. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, right. if, you know, prayers to his family, you know, his wife and everything, his family, his mother, all that, his friends. Definitely hurt the city. You know, a lot of people been saddened by this. But, uh, you know, Seawood looking down on the stove. No doubt, man. No doubt. I, I know he got uh, at two little girls. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Heart goes out to them. 
I wasn't aware that, that he was fighting his health like that. Yeah, with, with yeah, a lot of people didn't know. And that's just kind of how he was. And yeah. he, you, all, you really, really had to know him to actually know that. Because if you talk to him, they would say that you couldn't tell because right. he was always still upbeat. Right. But that's if you know C. Wood, that's just how he was. So it doesn't surprise me that he was like that. But, yeah, it definitely, you know, a lot of people kind of knew this day was coming. And, you know, you always pray that the Lord lets it keep going and last another day. But, you know, you know, the Lord always calls his soldiers. So, yeah. you know, C. Wood is definitely a soldier and one that we going to be that we going to miss greatly. One of them things where it's like, all right, man, you did enough here. Yeah. You you you've touched enough lives. You've influenced enough down yeah. here. You know, yeah. go up there. Uh, so rest in peace, man, to uh, our partner, Chris Haywood, man. I was I was devastated when I heard that news uh, yesterday, of course, through social media. You know I mean? Man, you can get it all Whatever through that. And uh, so, so we we both knew Haywood, man, and <laughs> our heart goes out to him and his family. One thing you didn't know, man, and the other half of this in remembrance of, uh, as far as who we're gonna donate this this episode to, my stepfather passed twelfth October twelfth. Biggest old state fan I knew. Uh, the the reason I was an old state fan. <clears throat> That's what's up. Took me to uh, games as a youngster. Um, I'm talking. I'm talking Randy Rutherford days. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking uh, uh, Byron Houston days. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Uh, early Eddie Sutton. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So big perm Eddie. Big perm Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> big perm. You hear me? Uh, nah, man. I mean, so so I'm gonna dedicate this this uh, episode to him too. And he would have loved the fact that that you know I'm sitting here getting That's to interview him. You know I got I, I had Scott Wright in here, the writer for the Oklahoman. Yeah. You know we talked a lot of OSU stuff with him, and uh, you know he would he would have got a kick out of the fact that you know I would I would have asked him to give me all type of questions to ask you that he <laughs> wants to know. And I did that. I did that. Some folks listen. Uh, it was only out there for a minute because I killed it. Uh, after a while, I put yeah. I put some folks put some questions out there of uh, some folks who who knew you and knew about your game and, and your, your history here in Oklahoma. Yeah. And I got some questions for you. We'll get to that a little later on. So, but, uh, you know, rest in peace to, to Chris Haywood and my stepfather, Frank Wall, uh, the guy who made me an OSU fan. The reason my kids are at OSU right now. Straight up. So, you Come know, it, it's crazy how, how it, uh, how it happened like that, man. But let's talk about that, man. You, you know, basketball Whatever was the you calling say. for you. you, say. you say. Um, when we start hooping, man, how early? <laughs> I probably, I probably started officially, probably at, probably officially at five. But I was playing like when I was two, three. Yeah. And when I say playing, it was um. My sisters are are so much older; they're like fifteen years older than me. Oh, okay. So when I so when I was born, when I was little, they were in high school. Yeah. So I was like two years old running around. So I was like the halftime entertainment okay. every game, you okay. know. So I was actually shooting on a 10-foot goal when I was like two. <laughs> like I could get it up there. Right. So, <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? So a lot of people know me just because of my sisters um, and how good they were. And I was always the little boy that was just running around at two or three years old, you know, playing at halftime. What so they go to? They went to John – they started at Northeast. Um, they started at Northeast. They won a state championship. Um, then my dad and the coach got into it their sophomore season, and um, my sister, they transferred to John Marshall. Ah, okay. And then John Marshall, they never won it. They lost three years in a row. They got runner-up. Um, ah. So, 
You know what I'm saying? They they win the state finals every year, but of course they both ran track as well. So right. state champion in track every year. So that, that legends of their own, really. That's where it all started. It, it was with them. It set and, the uh, tone. Yeah, no Pop, doubt. Um, Pops beefing with the coach set the tone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, they were, you know, they were. Um, they had just won state as freshmen. They were like seven and old. My sister was averaging like thirty five or something. Damn. And I don't know. Something happened where he got mad. My dad got mad. Him and the coach got into it. My dad uh, was like, they had a meeting. After the meeting, my dad transfer um, sent him to John Marshall. It actually was really the first case where you had a hardship. Wow. It was kind of how the rule came about. It's really? because Northeast they actually sued my parents, so. They couldn't play. So that's when the board got involved and started making you have to do the things that you really have to do now. See there? Well, yeah. what did I say? Yeah, uh, so, education and entertainment, folks. Yeah, they were, they were pretty much the first ones. That's like, some history right there. I yeah, had no clue. So, yeah, the, the Atkins sisters. So they no um, clue, huh? So Northeast had sued them, and they actually won. So my sisters had to sit out the remainder of that season, and they didn't get to play until the next year. Damn. Yeah, so they started That's the year. Wild. Northeast played the first semester, and then the second semester they didn't get to play at John Marshall. Yeah. But then the next two years they played and went to the state finals and lost both times. But, yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and that's most crazy. The old schools know that story. They'll be like, yeah, yeah that's what happened. You're that's welcome, John Marshall. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Got a press no coming doubt. through the door. <laughs> no doubt. And then here comes little brother kicking the door down. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I, well, I, didn't, I didn't know that story. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so, I mean, like, I wonder. I mean, shit, take me back. I wonder if did, did the sisters kind of have a have a chip on their shoulder and um couldn't wait to get out there. Did y'all play Northeast again? Oh, they definitely played them. They they used to play them because they were in the conference. Got so, yeah. Oh, they got, yeah. I mean, my sister, both my sisters went to Kansas in basketball. So when I grew up, I was a Kansas fan yeah. just because that's all I knew. Right. You know what I'm saying? That, like the same little kid watching high school, I'm five, four, five, six. I'm in Lawrence, you know. Yeah. So all I knew was Jayhawk basketball. Yeah. My brother-in-law went to Kansas. So that's all I knew. So I never was even an Oklahoma or Oklahoma State fan. Right. I actually didn't like them at all. I mean, I was just all rock child. Okay, you fan, you can't. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's really what it was. So, yeah, they they definitely. I mean, anybody, the historians, they definitely know who my sisters are. I mean, Vicky, my oldest sister, um, they're actually a year apart, but they graduated together. One of my sister, my sister, my younger sister. Yeah. She could. Uh, she had enough credit, so she just graduated early. Yeah. And my oldest sister, she just passed in twenty one. So. Mm-hmm. That was a huge deal to lose my my big sister, and I always say she what really was saying? the best person. My whole family went Division One in basketball. Yeah. Like everybody, my <laughs> nephews, after me, everybody, and I still say one made the NBA. Xavier Henry, he made the NBA, and all I right. still say my sister is probably is the best one of us all. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? She was the true bucket, as that you know they would yeah. say now. Yeah. Like she really taught me. Like you know, most people dudes taught them. My sisters actually taught me how to play the foundation, yeah. the fundamentals of it. It was both my sisters, and that's different. Um, that's very you know different. What I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Very so different. yeah, so my sisters uh, definitely were the ones that really, really put that in me and made me who I was because they were so much older. They made me tougher too. They beat me. You know. 15, 10, 15 years, I'm the little kid running around. They beat me up. They tie me up with the socks. You know what I'm saying? They doing all, all kind that. of stuff to me. You know all what I'm that. saying? But they definitely was ones that, that put the battery in my back and, and created what they did. And, and I'm forever grateful for them. And I, I always tell people that, you know, it was two women that made me who I was. including Three with my mother as well. But yeah. the, the two, the, my two sisters are the ones that really taught me and introduced me to the game. 
And look what the WNBA doing right now. Man, you yeah. Think, you think your sister was born in uh, the wrong era? No doubt. No doubt. Wrong era, huh? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, my sister, my oldest sister, like I said, she, not only did she, you know, she averaged 35 here in the city when she went to Kansas. She, right now, she's still fourth in all-time leading scorer, so yeah. she's still right there. She was two when she left, and yeah. here we are 30 years later. Yeah. She's only down to four, So, and that was no three, and she didn't even shoot threes then. So, right. you know what I'm saying? She She was definitely like that. For sure. Well, we know you was like that, man. That, that, <laughs> I appreciate that. That jumper was pretty wet on, on uh, that came out the end of your arm, man. I didn't know uh, Xavier Henry was your was your nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I remember I was talking to, I had Mike Kenny in here, mm-hmm. a sports writer, a freelance sports writer, and Myron Patton, you know, he, he just won the Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, journalist uh, Hall of Fame uh, earlier this year. Adam Francisco. I mean, I've been asking some cats who know yeah. about some hoop, know about some game, know, yeah. you know, been, been around here for a while. And your name popped up. Like, who, who's, who's some of the, the, the best high school players you came up that yeah. you ever see? Your name popped up. Uh, Xavier Henry name popped up. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, Stevie Clark. Of course. Trey no Atkins. Yeah. Estelle Laster. Estelle, yeah. That was, you know, and then you <laughs> – I asked when I was talking to Myron, he was going all the way back to Mark Price and you know what I'm saying? And 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 uh what do you say, Chu Kennedy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And OU. And Estelle Laster's name came up, of course. And that was my era. That was when I was a young buck coming in as a freshman at Douglas. Mm-hmm. It was you and Estelle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was that was the big big matchup. I remember going to a big tournament at uh McGinnis. Yeah. Standing room only. Yeah. You and Estelle, John Marshall Northwest yeah. closed the night out. What you remember about those days, man, and, and who were some of the tougher matchups uh, that you remember back then? I remember everything. They say it all. Everything. Like I remember yesterday. it all, yeah. <laughs> I remember all that. I mean, I because mean, at that time, you know, when me and Estelle, when we came on the scene, that was the 92, it wasn't many in Oklahoma City, there wasn't many freshmen that had started. Right. That was a like, big thing. Just period. That was like I I mean, I I know for a fact I was the first one my high, my high school coach started and he was legendary and he right. he had great players. Um Don Piccolo his coach as well, but they had never started freshman before. I don't know if anyone had ever did it. Maybe some girls it had happened. Well, I know it did in women's basketball, and girls yeah. basketball. But as far as boys, I don't know if it had ever happened. It probably has and I'm sure somebody'll say something, but it just wasn't a thing then, and for for us to not only start but to perform at the level we did, yeah, it um it just made the city was crazy. It was like a gang, you know what I'm saying? It was either <laughs> they was hollering stale over here, they hollering jo- like it was yeah. truly like like it was like truly a gang, a, a rival of sides of town, of yeah. who's who. It was. It was man. It was crazy. But the crazy thing was, me and Stale were actually friends. Um. We used to work out together. I was about to say, did y'all know each other? Hang yeah, out we worked out together. We right. literally, like, still had a car before I did. He would literally come get me, and we would go to the gym together. Right. All while this was going on, people would still be. Right. We'd come in the gym together. They would still start that. Like, right. whoop, it's you and yeah. It would happen all the time. So, for me, it was, it was just, it always kept me right because, he was the one person that was always right there. So I always had a guy where when I was working, 
I knew what I was what I was coming at. I know what was coming for me because I'm with him, so I see it. I know right. what's gonna happen. So it always kept kept me motivated, and he was the same way. You know, like personally, we we never really said it, but I enjoyed it most. But man, it was because we were friends. I I was more competitive, made sure I wanted to win. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, and you you usually had the better team. My John the Marshall. first two years, he yeah. had the better team. And then my last two, we had that I had the better team. Yeah. So so we split. I think we we ended up playing more times my last two years, but what his first saying? two years they beat saying? us. They had beat us. They beat us every time in close <laughs> games. We always played close games, right. but but that his first couple years they were better. Was that was that the toughest competition? Um, here, yeah, it would be stale. But you They're know, not in those days, the thing is though. The city wasn't like it is now. Yeah, all like, over the place now, boy. Now the city goes to all the suburban schools. Yeah. Those suburban parents now were in the city. Yeah. Those kids that can play, their dads and moms could play. So they yeah. but they went to Oklahoma City Public Schools. So everybody had somebody. You didn't have schools that didn't have anybody. Like yeah. it wasn't like it it's been um over the past few years or past probably past fifteen years where Douglas has basically dominated it. Now you have Millwood. They've come back now. They've yeah. won in state championships again. But for almost a decade, Douglas, I don't know if they lost to anybody in the city. Right. You know, so it wasn't quite like that. Um, you had teams that were as good, that were dominant, but everybody could beat everybody any given night, whereas now it's a little more stacked. Um, as in where Douglas, Douglas and Millwood are pretty much the only city schools, and Millwood's not even a city school anymore, right. that get the kids that are able to compete at a high level. The rest of them, a lot of them are just at, in the suburban schools, and, and that's what was different because back then I never would have thought it would be like this 25 years later that, Man. or 30 years later where you have – the majority of blacks are in the Edmond schools. You have a new Heights Edmond Center Fay, and they got more blacks than whites on the team. I never, because that wasn't the case when that we were in the school. Thing. It would be all white. They have three or four brothers. Yeah, Norman, they'd have two or three, three or four. Last you know, in UConn, the metro, one or two. Yeah, all the brothers played in the city. Yeah, like it wasn't. You really wasn't. You know, Carlisle would have a couple, Midwest City, but you know, it it was different. So now, when you look at it, Oklahoma basketball. It's it's weird because now all of us were really at the suburban schools, but that's who gets the attention. Yeah. Um. So in a way, it's a good thing because you are able to get the attention. But because Oklahoma City, I don't think we ever got the the full recognition that we deserved because we always had about six of our teams would go to state every year, mm -hmm. and it was only ten of us. Like. Yeah. You know, so if you get over half your conference going, then it has to be legit. And people under coaches understood that, but I think media just maybe because it's the city. You know, we know what it is. You yeah. know, you know things happen. They they not they not really coming over there. That's not really what they do now. Because my last two years we were so good, it did bring attention. And not only did it bring attention statewide, it did nationally. Mm -hmm. So you know, it kind of it changed in that barometer. And I'll say this that you know that. And I'm not really afraid to say it, and it's true when you look it up. 96 kind of changed Oklahoma basketball. As that far your, as that was your year, your graduating yeah, year, class of 96. Uh -huh. um, that year, it was myself, Estelle, Etan Thomas, 
um, Rez I Stone, Eric Perry, um, some others. But the us five, we actually went nationally and competed. Mm-hmm. Um, like me, I went to ABCD. That was Adidas. All right. Um, it was me, myself, and Eric Perry. Um, white guy, white kid out of Putnam. Whatever you say. Then it was Eton, Renzai. They went to Nike. All of us just happened to go at the, from little old small Oklahoma, and we all performed well. So back then you were that was invite only too, right? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Now, yeah. now kids go to all the camps. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it was invite only. They pay. Hey, you didn't need a dollar. They paid everything. What that feel they like? That plane ticket. Everything was paid for. They what, just, what, what was that? I remember watching Hoop Dreams and t- them talking about those camps. I mean, and, that's that's why I met. That's why I met Kobe. Yeah. Kobe's my year, so yeah. I was there with him. I was there with Kobe. I was there with Kobe. It was Kobe. Rip Hamilton was there. That shit was like that. Jermaine like, O'Deal was there. You, um, you celebrating like you? Yeah, I mean it. It was, bro. It was. It, it was real. Like that's what woke me up and really helped me elevate to another level. Is because I saw that and was like, like, oh, whoa, <laughs> oh, it's some boys that's yeah. really getting down. Like, yeah. and. When I went, I mean, I held my own. I mean, I think I left. I, I think they ranked me like number twenty-three. Yeah, I should have been higher. Like I balled. I, far, I did as far represent. As what, like by position. No, or? it was like they ranked the whole Overall. camp. I was twenty-three. Okay. I, I got. I was twenty-three, but I was like after I counted the dudes because I knew who was who. I should have been like sixteen, fifteen, or sixteen. After because I, I was many? from Oklahoma, they didn't want to get it to me. I always say that. Like, out of how just, many kids? How many players? Oh, it was. ABCD, it was probably about a hundred and probably two hundred max, but it's all two hundred they invited. So. Twenty three, hey, two hundred, yeah. Say I mean, shooty, shooty, you know, they they, they would give you know, that Oklahoma tag. It was like six, yeah. I, I believe so. I believe they did because really, when I was coming out, when I was being recruited, man, people was just like, man, we didn't even know really play basketball in Oklahoma. Right. Like, y'all be playing, right. Right. like, man, where y'all? You know, my AU team was so good. We and my coach used to travel, so. That helped me. I went to camp. That helped me. I, I performed well, but I just, I worked extremely hard, and that 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 class right there is what kind of allowed the country to know because I had so many, I had so many schools nationally, Big East that were recruiting me. Eton, he ended up going to Syracuse, so yeah. he stayed in the Big East. Renz, I, like it was so many people being recruited that it actually people started coming here. And I think that class, we actually signed the most Division Ones. I think we ended up with like fifty some that ended up playing Division One basketball for for one class in Oklahoma, a thirty two or something. It, you, it's it had never been done. Now there's been classes like the Tisdale class. You got him and Mark Price. That, right. That's better because you just got them too. Right. But when you talk about from top, three top to, to bottom, three to forty, yeah, we got that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they say that that ninety six, ninety seven. They and say. then Hump was after that. Hump, yeah. You know, the crazy thing is we played that summer in 96, and we went summer, we we played well. We lost, we only lost two games that whole summer. Um, We were in Vegas. We lost to Mike Bibby's team, ended our season. And uh, that summer, after that summer, Hunt was the number one player in the country in his class Uh because we were getting ready to be seniors, and he was getting ready to be a junior. 
he was number one junior in the country. So that's how we was repping out there. Then yeah. Hump, Ryan Humphrey was number one. Like Ryan Humphrey, yeah, hey, yeah. him and E. Todd, that was a problem. Yeah. That was yeah. a problem. I mean, it was. I mean, not to us, but it was <laughs> to most people. You know what I'm saying? I, hey, I, I hey, got to say that. Hey, at Douglas, <laughs> at Douglas they, our, our big man Tim, bless his heart, he's 6'3". Yeah, you know he's maybe six four. He created a monster though. Hey, he he. Hey, Tim was a, he, he was a problem. Yeah, he was a. Yeah. I mean, when you're dealing with when you're six three, six four, you deal with Ryan Humphrey and, and, and Eton at six eight, six ten. He was strong as hell, and he can yeah. get up under their ass. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Now Tim did his thing. Tim, yeah. Tim Tim definitely did his thing. Tim Chad, all them boys <laughs> over there, them Douglas boys, but um, Tiny Mo, Trey Tiny, Davis, yeah, Trey out, Trey Davis, all them boys, man, them my guys, Chip. Um, but yeah, they um. What's the problem to y'all though? Huh? I mean, <laughs> who who t- tell me this? It was you. Y'all had a three headed monster out there, boy. It, it was me, it was you, her, myself, Tony, her, and, and, and Reggie Tate. Tate. Reggie yes, Tate. Sir. Reggie Tate. One on one. Who who used to get busy when y'all three would go at it? <laughs> tell the truth. <laughs> because I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you from the outside looking in. Like you used to get the pub, right? Yeah. Joe Joe's at Joe's name was out there. He would get the pub. There was a little group that was out there that was like, but Tate though, he the Tate Tate the nicest one, no. Bro, listen. Tate the nice one, though. I don't even get into that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Tate <laughs> Tate is a baller. He is a baller. Yeah. Tony, he is a and baller. Hurt went overseas, didn't he? Um he Yeah, Tony, yeah, I went overseas. I th- we all all the three of us with Tony. Yeah. Reggie did a Reggie played some pros, so yeah, we all did like Yeah, I mean I, that ain't for me to argue about. <laughs> Shoot at my homie, my, my right. them, them are my bro bros. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I've been knowing them since 12, 13. We've been playing on the same team. So, yeah. all right, if you want to say that, that's cool. I'm not gonna say whatever's clever. Yeah, man. I ain't gonna beef with that. Because they were nice. My Without them, I wouldn't. We definitely wouldn't have been as successful. So, so I left the, my work on the court. Man. Yeah, I mean, okay. so I'll say at the end of the day, I don't think I think it all worked for all of us put it like that no i think i think we all benefited from each other um i mean i benefited from them especially on the court as far as um like having other guys who could do things you know yeah. so many times you know it, unfortunately it's high school you ain't gonna have a team full of stars so yeah. Yeah. i just happened to have i was blessed to have two guys that played at the same level as me and did the same things and and you know we were close friends um so we were able to so it was never any jealousy we never had an argument no. we never had no jealousy we never had none of that like we've never had back that then, back then it was so much school love yeah it was you were just repping your team yeah and it was, and so it was your school and we never you, did you know that. your side of town and whatever but you know it not nah, it was it was love back then but you're right it, it's a lot different now a lot of the metro kids the inner city kids they they got to drive thirty minutes out somewhere, or or they doing some charter school type, yeah, you know, at home stuff. I mean, but you know, that's since the Great Reset, what I call the 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 the, the pandemic, yeah, everything, you know, everything is is, is a is little different. different, most definitely. I remember, you remember for a minute, kids were playing games with masks on. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, <laughs> that was a wild time. Yeah. Uh, talking to Joe Atkins here, uh, Oklahoma standout, bringing a camp back to Oklahoma City. And I'm glad you're doing this. I've been asking this for a while. I remember Gerald McCoy did, I think, a football camp a few years ago before he uh, before he retired. You know, of course, you get the pro guys, Russell Westbrook. He's been doing this thing for a while. But 
not since he's I don't think not since not he's left since the left, no. left the Thunder. Why why is that, man? Why don't we have more college pro standouts come back to the hometown? Because you might get that in their college town. That's kind of what happens. You get the guy to stand. You get the standout who does his thing in his hometown. Go to the big time college. Get to you know new set of friends, new family, right? New obligations, new team, new location. And then if he goes pro, or even if he doesn't, usually he'll bring the camp back to his college town, not the hometown. Why do you think we don't have uh, as much as we should here in Oklahoma? You know, I can't really speak. I can't say why. I don't because I, yeah. I, I, I don't. I really don't know. Do you feel me on that? Am um, I am I off on that? Because hey, I don't that, know everything. That's you know somebody. No, that, I mean, there's definitely been guys that yeah. have come back um, to do things for the city and have had things, but. As far as just what I'm doing, you know, everybody's had camp. Um, But mine, it's not really a camp. It's really an academy. Um, Okay. So, and when I say that, it's um, it's not for three or four days. I hope it's for three or four years. Nice, nice. And, um, you know, it's just skills, just work, skill set, skill set training. Shooting is my specialty, so, of course – I'm going to specialize in teaching the method and the art of shooting, but it also we're also going to do things like it's not going to be where we just come in there and we just throw the ball at the rim and shoot a thousand shots. Right. We're not going to do that. There's many ways to be able to shoot a basketball. Um, you know, you can catch and shoot it. You can shoot it off the bounce. Um, there's going to be many ways off the, off the catch and making moves. So you're going to do a little bit of everything. So it's going to be basically the lab where we go. Like a chemist, you go in there, and we go in there, we mix it up, <laughs> you know, we mix it up. And, in the lab. And yeah, we go in there, we mix it up, and hopefully, and I, I'm sure with time, anybody, they give me enough time, I'm definitely going to make a kid better. I'm I'm, I'm not going to make any. I can't guarantee you I can make you an NBA star right. or anything because that's going to be you and the work you put in. It's not just going to be me. But if you want to do that, oh, I'm with you. I'm down to do that. I ain't got no problem with that. Anybody that's willing to work and want to put that time in, I you never gonna hear me fight that. I'm not gonna fight them. Right. Um. So it's just me, my way of giving back and showing, allowing the opportunity, giving me to being blessed to be in the situation where I am to give the opportunity to where I can give back. And you know, for me, it took so long because you know basketball. You know, that life for me, who I was then, and who the person I am now is just a different person. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, I really don't talk about it a lot because I was a different person then. Like, I did carry myself a different type of way. Because it it was, for me, it was hunter be hunted. You know what I'm saying? So the way I carried myself was a different, complete different way than how I carry myself now. So for so long, I just had to get away from basketball for a little while and and decompress from it and relax because I got angry at it because how it was and what it really? is. You know, um the political statements, the political involvement in it and things, why people get this and why who does that. You know what I'm saying? This it's a game and it's especially once you get to where you get out of college and you go pro and even in college, this game it just doesn't love you back. You know what I'm saying? No matter how much I love basketball, it didn't love me as much as I loved it. Right. And I don't know if it loves anybody as much as you love it. You know what I'm saying? So it's, so for a while, it just, I just had to get away from it and really come back when I was ready with my mind open. Like, all right, now I'm ready to teach it and show them how to get 
not only like me, I want you to be better than me. Right. I can give you the skill set to be better than me. I was decent. I was cool. But I can make you better than me. But it's going to be work. It's not going to be given. And that's the thing. That's one thing everybody have to understand. You know, you can come in there with me once a week if you want to. That's fine. I can make you a better player than what you were when you got to me. But mm -hmm. I'm not going to make you the player that you want to be unless you didn't have very high expectations. Because right. it takes the time in that lab. Like, that's why it's Say called a the lab. once a week. Man, it takes way more than that. You know, that's why it's called the lab. But chemist works every day. He don't just work once a day a week. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to do that and you want to get to that level where it's a level of work you have to, we all got, you know, we got we got big city dreams sometimes, and you, you got, but you got a small town mind frame. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's easy to say that's what I want to be. Yeah, that's we just talking. I can say I want to be right. anything. But the work, what you're willing to do to get to where you really want to be, because it's going to be some sacrifice in that because – you know, to get to that and be there, hey, you got to, it's a lot of things that you got to do, that you're going to have to get away from. And now in, in today's world for the young, youngsters, man, it's worse than it was for me. <laughs> right. It was easier for me to go out and just hoop. Right. Yeah. They got a lot more distractions than what I had, though, bro. So when I talk about them, I talk about how they own their phones and what the things they do. But it's like I didn't have those things. So. Yeah. I can't say if I would have done, would have done, or would have, or I wouldn't. Right. I probably would have if that's what everybody else was doing. Right. right. I mean, <laughs> we know the mindset of a teenager. Man, yeah. You know? So I was one of those at one time. So now it's just trying to just show them and, and make the right decisions, write the right choices, and and knowing that everybody's gonna make mistakes. But you know, you're not. It's not a. It's not that one mistake. You always gonna be given a second chance. But you know, if you want to dedicate your life to basketball. I'm the guy. I'm the guy to holler for sure. My man can make that happen. Well, glad that you're back loving the game, man, and spreading that knowledge. Doing some some looking up uh, on you before this, I forgot that you coached uh, at O State for a minute. Yeah. That you were assistant coach there for a minute. Yeah. That last little piece of, of the great Eddie Sutton's. Oh, yeah. uh, I was there ever uh, right there. The final four year. Yeah. The final Lucas. four years. Mm -hmm. John Lucas, Tony Allen. I remember yeah, that I John there, Lucas yeah. running over there, jumping in your arms. Yeah, yeah. Hell of a shot. Hell yeah. of a moment in OSU history, man. How, what'd you learn from Eddie Sutton, man, just in just those those few years as on the sideline as a coach? How, um, how much of that is coming to the lab? A lot of it. Yeah. A lot um the attention to detail whatever you say yeah, is, is what you learn the most the small things um <laughs> because when you get there everybody's like you nice yeah everybody's yeah average 20 30 yeah everybody's done that so you're not special in that manner so it's just the attention to detail and the thing and he was just hard nosed, bro. He was one of the mean old old school coaches. Like <laughs> that's what he was. He was an old school coach. Right. And when I was playing, the game was starting to evolve and change. And he wasn't necessarily ready to change and yeah. evolutionize yeah. because it was going it was turning into a guards game yeah. rather than a big man's game. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the fact that he could coach. He could coach, so you were gonna always win games with him because the man he knew basketball. Yeah. Um. But a lot of the things he taught me, it is, it's just more of the little things, and it's not really. He never really taught me how to put it in the hole, like that, you know, you're born with that. Yeah, you know how to do that. But he taught me how to do it and why I do things. When to do it. When. Um. About 
you know, slowing the game, how to slow it down, how to see things um, before they happen. That was the most important thing. But in, in my time there as a coach, I kind of knew him. And he respected my mind as a basketball, even as a player. He yeah. knew I under, I had an understanding for it. So when I came back, I had actually gotten hurt. I got hurt. Um, I got hurt overseas, and I was coming back and I was rehabbing. And um, once I was doing my rehab, I was actually OU. It was when they first started doing all accesses. Okay. And okay. they were doing OU basketball. But Kelvin was letting me come practice with them. He was like, yo, he had seen me uh, at at a tournament. He was like, hey, you want to come in and work out with our guys? It'll give us a real good look. And I know you're trying to play. Why don't you just come down? So I started going down there. They showed it on ESPN. (laughs) It was like, you know, all access. All access, yeah. I'm on there playing. Eddie, like, what the hell going on? They call me. (laughs) No lie. (laughs) The the first time yeah. it aired, right? They called me. It's like, what you doing? Right. I'm like, yo, I'm doing it. Man, come up here. And I I needed like I needed eight hours to finish my school. Yeah. Man, come up here. You finishing your school? That's why, what you why, just do. Why wasn't that? A, I mean, that wasn't your first choice anyway. Or just what's first, that? Your first thought? If I need to work out, if I need some more hours to go back to well, you Norman is so much closer. Okay. Yeah. It's close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 20 you. minutes. Uh, yeah. It's 20 minutes. So, you know, that was just like, oh, I drive there, I drive home. <laughs> right. Stillwater, man, that's that's a good 45, 50 yeah, minutes. That's an hour, yeah. Not that I couldn't do it, but no, I, I was just normal right there. Right. So that made him be like, oh, no, you're going to come back and finish school. You're going to do your rehab. I'm going to put you on the bench. And he basically just kind of – I helped him in so much in that year because – we had played them in an exhibition game early in the season, mm-hmm. and I had 35 on them. So when I came back and he put me on the staff, I was completely different from Coach now. Those players looked at me as still a player. Right. So when I talked, it was different. Okay. He used me as that voice because okay. I knew what he wanted. I knew him. So it was easier for me to relay messages relay that to message. him. Yeah how I'm saying it to him yeah. and how they going to take it then to how he might take it when they, when he say it to him. And that year, bro, when I got there, Tony Allen, he was struggling. Um, he averaged like 14, but he just, he had these terrible percentages. Right. Like he was shooting like 14% from the free, for the free throw line. I, some Yikes. 19% or something. Tony I had Allen never, never heard could, of he never it. Could like, shoot anyway, and so when I got there, the first thing I told him, because I knew the talent, how good he was. I was like, bro, I'm you gonna go to the NBA. I told him, I said, you gonna go to the NBA. We just get in this gym every day. Yeah. And every night he was like, I bet. The first day I got there, that's the first thing I said. You going to the NBA? We just get in that lab. We got in the lab every day, bro. So I got there in like December. We got in the lab every day. Every day. Just working, working his reps, working his reps. And it wasn't really that I made him a great shooter. I just made it to where you can make some. That's all you got to be able to do is make some. You can't make none. Just make them respect you a little bit. Yeah, that's all we need. You need to show them you can do it. And the easiest thing I did was I made him a way better free throw shooter. And when I did that, that made his average jump up five points because he got fouled so much because how he could, even in the NBA, he could get to the basket on anybody. Yeah, he could get to the rack. So he was getting fouled a lot. He just couldn't make the free throws. 
So it got to where he can make the free throws. So now he averaging 19 right. instead of 14. Right. Now you look like now he Tony Allen, he Big 12 player of the year. Yeah. He and John Lucas, Tony wins the the coaches and John wins the AP, you know, they split them. Whatever you say. And you say. that was one of the funniest years because that's when I got around <laughs> Coach and I realized he was a different person. That train, The plane crash really changed him, though. You know, yeah. and I was the year – I graduated the year before the plane crash. After the plane crash, he was a complete different coach. Um, you talk about the plane crash, talking about the, the crash that took down um, – was it 10, 10, 10, 10 people yeah, all together? Yeah. When you see players, the 10, coaches. Players, coaches, yeah, managers, yeah. Um, sports broadcasters. Yeah. Um, and one assistant. And one a student assistant who played when I was there, and he was a student's assistant that year, Jared Weiberg. See, that, shook up, that shook up the program a little bit? Man, that was – bro, that was really one of the toughest days. Like, death is hard, and you – you know, you do like I've lost my grandmother, so mm-hmm. you know that one is hard. But bro, when they call you and tell you ten, yeah, ten people like, and I was I know those you people. knew these people. like I really know these people. Yeah. I did that same thing with them for four straight years, yeah, traveling on these planes doing that same thing, bro. It's a hurt that you just, man, I you can't I can't even explain it. Like you, it's nothing you could say because you know. You never think, especially like a school, like, man, we're schooling that happened. Yeah. Like, wow. You know, you think yeah. of an airline, they got all oh. these planes, but you got a school. They got the best planes. They got the yeah, best, best got equipment. Everything. Got, you know. We had everything. I mean, and it was just it just happened. It was bound to happen. I mean, we had been on scary plane rides before. It I mean, it it just happened. So after that though, it changed coach as a coach because um I mean, I, I think that was the first time he realized life was bigger than basketball. Yeah. I think – and, you know, for all coaches that are really successful, you know, you have to have something like that to happen before you realize it. I yeah. think the good coaches right now, they still don't think it's nothing to do but what they do. But for him, it made him a much better coach because it made him more – it made him more of a player's coach. More relatable. He was very much more relatable. He yeah. cared about the kids more. Like, you know, the way he treated them was way different than he ever treated us. Like, yeah. it was crazy. Like, <laughs> but you, you were sitting there kind of hating a little bit. Like, oh. a lot. I'd be <laughs> like, bro, like, what? <laughs> like, man, we'd be running for 30 minutes man, after that. <laughs> like, I mean, it would be stuff just as simple yeah. as, you know, they actually, my last year, we lost seven games. They lost five, but they went on like, they won like 20. Boy, we went like two months without losing. Right, like that team, they was rolling, and they we lost, and then we ran ran away again. Yeah, um, like they would, we would like stuff we would do. Coach would, for us, it was like this whole big deal, but for them, like I remember one time Tony was playing bad, and we was in the middle of the game. Tony was just playing bad. Coach just looks at him like, Tony, you want a hug? I'm like, (laughs) what? (laughs) <laughs> like I'm like, bro, we would Is never that he re- see that. And he really meant it too. Yeah, right? he really meant it. Yeah, he, one de- right he now. was dead ass, bro. <laughs> and for us, <laughs> well, that with me, right now? we when when we were in school, when we lost, bro, he didn't even speak to us. Right until practice. Right, <laughs> you could literally walk down the same hallway as him. Yeah, bro, he walked right by you. Without well, saying you. you say good morning, coach. You yeah. acknowledge him. He doesn't acknowledge you. Yeah. That's what kind of man he was then. Yeah. But then to the man that after that happened to in the middle of the huddle, 
you know, give me a hug. And it made him a better coach because players started to enjoy playing for him because right. the knowledge was there. Yeah. It was just how he was giving you the knowledge. And once he did that, it just took that program to another level. But that also created the drinking. Yeah. So that's why yeah. all that happened. And that brought that demon back. And that was going on for a while. And that's where we got where we were. Yeah. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that was actually the – although it was in the light, it was it was bright. And, you yeah. know, but in the dark, you know, it, it was really tough on him. And he, he, ne he never really recovered from that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because making those calls, bro, that's a that's a call, man. I couldn't imagine having to call some families and tell them that. Ten of them. Boy, Ten that's a them. lot of calls. And, they, and these are, you know – He's a father. He's a grandfather. Yeah. You know, these people around the same age as your family members, some of your mm -hmm. most beloved family members. So, now, I know it was tough for him. I know it was tough for the whole for the whole uh, program. And um, let's fast forward now to Mike Boynton. I think he's a hell of a coach. He's getting the raw deal. And I'm wondering how long is that leash going to be? Does he get credit for putting up with this raw deal that he's had to deal with Whatever the first, what, say. three, four years? We definitely caught a raw deal. Um, <laughs> and I, I, Mike, if, if you know Mike, I'm, you've met Mike. Yeah. You, once you meet Mike, man, A1 individual, just yeah. a great dude, like a great person. You meet him, man, you like, man, that's a cool dude. Yeah. Super cool. I think the community loves him. There's no doubt he can pull in the talent. He he brings in talent. Um, Now, I think this year – he lost a lot of his Oklahoma talent. Yeah, all of those guys left except for one. Bryce is still there, so that I mean, I think from the outside looking in, that makes you always be like, man, the hometown talent leave, yeah. and that's a little weird because yeah. you would think those would be the guys that stay. Um, he's had success, but it's been rocky. He has some. He has some great, great wins, but he's had some super bad losses. And sometimes, as a program, you just hope that. People don't assume that Oklahoma State is what it once was. Mm -hmm. Sort of like Nebraska in football. Yeah. You know, you can yeah. you can think you're something and you believe you're something and you're just not that anymore. Oklahoma State, that they're, they're gonna have talent and they're gonna hit and miss. But having the one thing about Nebraska, they always have their people in there mm -hmm. and they take care of their own. Oklahoma State, they now they have a new president, and you know, as you know, you change presidents. Yeah, the AD might be cool. A lot of people up under you gonna change too. A lot of people yeah. under you change, and and it's not that's just how this business goes, and, right. and I think everybody understands that. So I think anytime you change ADs or presidents, as a sport, you have to have success, and immediate success a lot of times just because you're not their guy. Nobody, they didn't choose anybody here. So yeah. for them, everybody can be replaceable. And so for Mike, I think he needs to have a good year this year. They have a chance to have a good opportunity. They they have some talent. They're new. They have a lot of new guys. Um, they're they're a little young, but um, they'll be okay. Like I said, they're they're gonna win some games. Hopefully, they just don't have those bad losses. You yeah. just want them to win the games you're supposed to win, and sneak a couple on the road in the Big Twelve and win your home games. And that should get you 19 to 20 wins. You get that with what the league is becoming and what it's going to become in the next couple of years as far as basketball, which adding Arizona, you know, you add Houston this year. This is, bro, 
it's some smoke in here. So if he can sneak and sneak around twenty, just even if you sneak in that NCAA tournament, that'll be a good deal for him. I I think he needs that right now, yeah. um, just because. And it's not really he's doing a bad job. It's just the inconsistency. Yeah. I think that's one thing when you see his teams. Last year, they went on a streak. They won five in a row. They beat all the toughest teams in the league. They had that five-game stretch. And then they lost five in a row. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then they lost five in a row. So you just can't have that. And then they had some bad losses in the non-con last year. So I think it's brighter down there. He likes his team from talking to him. They got they have some new guys. Of course, they have the, the backcourt is back. They have the Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City kid or Midwest City, Dale City kid, uh, Brandon Garrison, Tim's son. Um, really? Whatever you yeah. say. Damn Whatever it, say. man. Yes. Yeah. That's Tim's son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, man. I need, okay. Damn it. Yeah. All right, so, Tim, um, I'm going to be reaching out. Some tickets oh, yeah. Money. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, the future is bright. I just hope. Mike, I hope he has enough success this year so he can coach those guys because, yeah. I mean, he's definitely getting better. And, you know, he's a young coach. This is his first head coaching job. Yeah. And he took it. You know, he probably got it under some terms. He probably didn't really want it. Um, You don't want to get a job like that. Yeah, he came in on some on, – on, Yeah, on, you come in and then you get hit with the probation four yeah. days after you get – really during the middle of the coaching search. During the middle of the search and it seemed like yeah. this thing is going he on. Hired, he hired – Right when he got the job, the next day they right. got hit. He got yeah, yeah. Uh, with his assistant with Lamont yeah. and Lamont. I I know Lamont. I've been knowing Lamont. Lamont was one of the first guys I met on that staff, and Lamont is super cool, great dude. You know what I'm saying? And so you just don't know. I mean, listen, some of this recruiting stuff, it's it's kind of like that's what everybody else is doing. It's one of those things. Oh no doubt. What what's what's legal? What's illegal? And those lines are kind of blurry. But it's, you know, buying somebody a burger, you know, giving somebody some money to take their girl to a, a, a movie or whatever. Whatever you did, whatever they claiming you did, call somebody at the wrong time. It's, quote, unquote, what everybody else does. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's, I think that's how everybody it's, operates. But the NTAA want to act like this is, you know. Yeah, it's one of those deals where it's the elephant in the room. Everybody knows. Right. Everybody knows. Everybody has their way. And now, I mean, had it been two years later, it wouldn't even been a problem. The The weirdest thing about it is that when you read it, it wasn't Kansas, what their violations were and what Oklahoma State's violations were. They tried to make them like they were the same. Yeah. But they were very different. Very different. For one, Kansas, they were actually – this was – a recruit, and they have Coach Self on the phone. Like, they have an actual conversation. They and, heard – And audio footage. Yeah, they heard. They yeah. have the phone call. Yeah. You literally had a phone call where he's talking, basically explaining the game yeah. of what's supposed to happen, what needs to happen. Whereas Oklahoma State, yes, it was some of that, but the footage that they actually got got him on with the player that was already at Oklahoma State, they were trying to get him to stay in school. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Big difference. Yeah. Bill <laughs> Self. Yeah. And then and then what, what tripped me out with it, when the feds told Bill, hey, Coach Self, we need your phone. He said no. The phone. 
and, I don't even know what's said. He said no. I don't. Yeah, well, no. I don't know. No Go phone. find it. Whatever. I don't even know what you, what phone you talking what? about. And I was like, really? And that, and that's where he go off. That, yeah. that, he gonna walk on that, huh? Man, and, that a bit. And as you see, they got a, it happened. They, they, they just closed. They basically no walked. No, basically no suspension. Walked. No, Didn't get no, they, no postseason ban. Nah. They're forfeiting the games of that season. You think Kansas care if they forfeited the games? No. You already gave them the money. They <laughs> oh, they made all the money they need to make off yeah. that. They ain't got to get none of that back. Yeah. They got to get no revenue back. You just we just got to act like we didn't win those thirty games. We sold all the popcorn that day. Man, all, everything. All, we got all win. We got it. All win. What what why what went into your choice at O State coming out of high school? Um, well, was only lot, one thing. I know you had a lot of choices. It was it was only one deciding factor that, I, out of, in my recruitment, I had no plans of staying in state. I, I I had made my mind up. I always wanted to go out of state. You was leaving. I was leaving, and my senior year, my girl got pregnant. So was, when my girl got it. pregnant. That was just it. Like I was, was like it. I ain't going nowhere. Like okay. I'm, so, it went from UConn, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. Which I was probably going. I was really going to go to UConn, and if I didn't, I, I would have tried to go to. I would have chose Arkansas, and then whoever I liked out of the state schools. Yeah. Which was they. I mean, but I didn't really know I was going to school. I remember they, on a Friday, they like called me. BBJ, my very junior, called me and was Hi. like, "Hey, how you doing? Whatever you say. Um, Whatever was, you we, say. The signing say. period had already started." <laughs> and I had already said I was signing early. So they knew I was signing early, but nobody right. knew when. So it was like Friday, and I think signing day was over Tuesday. And he calls me, and he's like, uh, hey, how you doing? I'm just like, hey, what's up? He's like, man, I uh, we hear you making a decision. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to make one here. He's like, well, when do you think you're going to be ready? I'm like, oh, I'll be ready next week. He's like, oh, okay, Monday, press conference at 9. <laughs> I'm like, yo. <laughs> right. Like, oh, okay. So I'm like, all right. So I really didn't know where I was going to school until it was like Sunday night. Really? Yeah, I didn't know where I was going. Because um, I went to both schools one time last time. And really the pressure was on because when I told UConn that I wasn't coming, bro, they put the heat, heat on me. Like, everybody called me. Bro, I talked to him. First I talked to the assistant. I told him. As soon as he hung up, he Jim Calhoun who's called back, me. Okay, I was about to say, who was that? Calhoun Jim Calhoun back called me. Yeah. So when Jim Calhoun played called with Ray me, Allen. Yeah, they put Ray Allen on the phone. Like, oh. it was crazy. Like, bro, I'm like, bro, y'all just don't know. So they were just trying to talk me out of don't sign. They were like, just come take a visit. Yeah. So they had made a rule. I hadn't passed the ACT yet. So I couldn't take visits officially. Oh, okay. They said – if I waited till the day after signing period, they were going to change the rules and let us take visits still. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I couldn't do that because I knew if I went, there was no way I was going to say no. <laughs> right. So I was like, no, nah, I can't do that, coach. So I knew at the end of the day it was going to come down to the state. And, of course, Tulsa was there too, but they were still good. But, you know, it was just Oklahoma and Oklahoma State was, yeah. was, yeah. was the main – uh, attractions, of course, for, so you, for whatever so, reason. So I just chose O State. So you knew UConn was going to put that uh, that he got game pressure on you, man. Huh? Man, they was they was they was calling, bring, bro. Bring out the cheerleaders on. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, hey. They definitely man. They speaking man. of Ray Allen, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's they put crazy. Some pressure on me. They. They. It was though. It was a crazy time because. 
I mean, then you just, I was 17, bro. I was so confused because I really did want to go, but I knew I couldn't. You know what I'm saying? You, that, could, you, you don't think? I mean, I could have. See, like now. I could have. Now, I've, <laughs> I've heard coaches, like, kind of making making a, 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 a way for the, for the Listen, baby, for, now, for a no family doubt, member. No something. doubt. Had I really, I think, had I really let them know my situation. Yeah. I'm sure they would have said they found a way to take care of right. whatever I needed to take care of. I would mean, have had y'all some kind of special dorm or something? Yeah, I mean, they maybe – I'm sure they would have came up with something. something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because I never even told them what happened. Um, my, I think I told them what happened finally right then so they, they didn't, didn't they have didn't know you, I didn't give them a chance to really – didn't know you had a baby on the come way? Up, yeah, to literally give them the chance because I know what was going to happen. Was it a boys in the hood situation like Ricky? He didn't want to <laughs> – he didn't want, He was scared he was gonna lose the scholarship. They knew he had a baby. Nah, I mean, no. I no, no. I didn't know. I knew they didn't. I knew they didn't care. I right. knew. I, I knew it wasn't about you that. You it wasn't, wasn't nothing about that. Yeah, I wasn't gonna be. I wasn't the first. Right. I wasn't the last. In fact, you know, they, they. It's the same song for them. They've heard. That's why they would have been so comfortable letting me know what they would do for it. <laughs> right. You know, and, right. and that was the deal. You know, because even when you talk about the state schools, I mean, that once I I had told them what was going on. I mean that. Oh well, you know we can do that. You know there's yeah. things for you that we can do to help you. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I knew like my my baby mother like bro, she would have been way in UConn. And she like 18 years old right. too. You know, right. pregnant. You know, or have a baby. My we my our parents live in Oklahoma. Like yeah. that that just wasn't you just out there being just yeah that was superstar huh? Oh yeah, that wouldn't have worked. I know that wouldn't have worked. <laughs> I know that. Any any questionable behavior from these schools that trying to get your attention? Well, any I mean, questionable behavior? I, mean, I don't call know, it questionable. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> it's, all, nah. it's all in the game. Yeah, I mean, you, you know. You want my attention, right? You want my services, right? Man, I mean. Now, you, now it's, it's through the roof now. Oh, man. Now I, all I do is think about what I would have done. NIL, would've, what would Joe yeah. Atkins would have did with an NIL deal? Man, I would have. Well, I would have. Now they come about in high school. You can. Oklahoma kids can get them. Oklahoma kids can, Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma kids can get NIL deals right now. They can do it. They can do it. And, man, listen. Do you know any? Have, have you? Have you? I don't know many that have. I always just say the first ones that's going to get it are going to be whoever signs with OU and OSU. I just Basically, say, huh? you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that love's gonna look out. You yeah. know what I'm saying. I, I just, yeah. I just say that just out of you know, just kind of understanding what it is. Whatever you whatever. say, whatever you say, whatever you say. I would assume those are gonna be the first <laughs> ones. I haven't heard of many, but uh, there's gonna be some. We both, you know, we we know that that's gonna be some. So when when do the bags of money start? Like, if you like, is it a certain star level? If you're a five star, four star. Or it just depends on the school? Um, I think every school can find a way to help you in some form Thinking of the blue chips, when do the tractors and shit start? Um, it ain't, it's not quite like that. Yeah. Let me say that. It's not quite like that. Um, in some cases it can be. But the thing is, when you go into getting material things like that, tractors or the car, that, that stuff can get traced. That can get you tripped off. Right. Because eventually you run paperwork. You can get to the final destiny of the paperwork right. and who signed what or what happened. So I met uh, Jerry Tarkania one time. Okay, the shark? The shark. And, and this is how he described recruiting. He said there's three types of players. 
There's paper sack players. Okay. There's a uh, duffel bag players, and there's suitcase players. Uh, okay. You just gotta figure <laughs> out who's who, which is which. <laughs> which is which? I feel. <laughs> I feel you, Shark. Yeah, I you feel know, you, that, That's how you explain recruiting. Blue chips, them was, them was <laughs> yeah. double bag players. Double, right? yeah. Brief, briefcase players. Yeah, them was double I, bag I, and briefcase. I, I, you know, I, feel that, you. I mean, that's the – if you're going to do it, that's – I mean, the, that that's the only thing you really can't trace. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can't trace cash. So, if you're going to do it, that has to be the way you do it. But people think, you know, you just – Friends, they say, "Oh, I'm gonna give you two hundred thousand. Well, they don't just necessarily throw you two hundred thousand the day you sign. Right, right. There's a there's a way you get that payment. I ain't gonna break all that down, but Come on the, now. The, <laughs> you know Come there on is now. a way you get it. It ain't they don't give you that full whatever whoop de whoop at that time. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be a couple of days. You know to make sure because you know you be done said, "Hey, I'm coming here and be done skating right. with their bread. Right. So they gonna they they know the way to cover their tracks on their bread to make sure. You do everything you say you're gonna do. And and players flip all the time. What 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 does a school do in that case? Players um, minds change all the time. That maybe you gave a player a, a briefcase or something. Yeah, they, they they probably gave him a paper sack. But there you go. They gave him a paper sack at yeah. that time. They were gonna wait till he signed them papers before they gave him that duffel bag. Right, though. right. Yeah, they 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 wasn't gonna do that. Now they. they but they yeah. know they're dealing with eighteen year olds and shit happens. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. I mean. Like I say, it it what's understood on me is like, yeah, they gonna break you. you know, they got a little something, but they didn't get that real real until they put that name on that paper right. where they know they was coming. And they gonna make you show up. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. can't just show up, sign that paper, I'ma boop, hit you that eight, that whole three hundred or whatever we said and hit then with the James you, Harden. And then you come with the the portal that oh no, nah, I don't really wanna go here. <laughs> yeah. And you done hit me for my three hundred yeah. nah, they ain't they ain't letting you do that. They ain't real going for that okie doke. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But it I mean, to some it, it does seem like blue chips because it can get like that, but them is the ones you get messy and you really get caught. I think yeah. The real, the only reason we found out about this last one is because old boy had caught that case, and yeah. that was what he he did that just to get out of trouble. Right? They had no idea this was going on like this. Right. Uh, played like they didn't know. Let me say that they acted like they didn't know this was going on, right. or they didn't have a whistleblower to let them know exactly what was going on. But yeah. of course, we all knew. But like I said, it's the element room where we all know. But hey, as long as they covering their tracks and ain't nobody out here just woofing or whatever, we good. But when Buddy got in trouble. He was like, hey, to get out of trouble, that was yeah. his game to be like, hey, the NCAA, hey, these schools is doing this, which is crazy that he – I wouldn't even thought to tell on schools. like, right. But it is right. a federal crime. Like, yeah. oh, wow. See, I mean, we, we've been having a problem with the way colleges do their business for a long, long time. Yeah. We just didn't know it was – we knew they were doing some sketchy – you know, salacious stuff, but yeah. but federal. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it is it up to that level? Which also, once you take a step back and it's like, okay, well, government, y'all knew that these movements was on a federal level. Yeah, y'all been dragging your feet for so long for. Yeah, you know, but we know it's one hand scratches the other. They don't, you know, they really don't want them to stop. No, 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 no. You can't listen. That entertainment. They love their entertainment on Saturdays and Sundays. Oh, come on, man. This is money makers. Ain't so. no better entertainment than that. These politicians went to those schools. Man, come on. Come on now. Yeah. You know, these know folks that. these folks running these same circles, man. <laughs> Boy. You know, that's why you, that's why you ain't gotta put nothing on paper. Yeah. You know, we yeah. Yeah, it was know. funny because even when um when uh I was at Oklahoma State, uh man, what was our former governor? Well, he used to ride say? with us all the time. Um Keating? He'd yeah. ride the plane with us. Yeah. 
Yeah, he go. He go. He was former governor. We the, you know, we go on the NCAA tournament. He ride with us. He ride right there with you. Yeah, he ride with us. Yeah, yeah, he's invested. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, invested. Yeah, believe that. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. <laughs> What's up, world? This is Ivory Towns of the Whatever You Say podcast. And first of all, let me thank you for whatever time you spent listening to, downloading, or sharing the podcast. Please continue to do so. And second of all, I got a deal for you. But do me a favor, roll down that window. Open the door, step outside. You feel that? That's called the Hawk. And it's coming. And for everybody in the Oklahoma City area, you know, we don't get snow anymore. We get wind, ice, and power outages. So it's a perfect time to update that heating unit. And my people's at Covington Heat and Air, perfect candidate. Over 20 years of knowledge and service, and they cutting deals. And all you got to do is call 405-568-9463. Just call Covington Heat and Air and let them know you heard them on the Whatever You Say podcast. And just like that, 10% off your update order. Until next time, people. Remember to download and subscribe and turn those notifications on. You call it the Whatever You Say podcast. Y'all be good. Y'all be good. Whatever you say. 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 <laughs> <laughs>